0: Hello and welcome to The Sensual Garden. I am The Sensual Seductress, a.k.a. Eluri. And tonight, because it's nighttime where I am, I want to talk about contracts. And P.S. Yes, I am doing this via YouTube and Anchor at the same time. So, y'all going to get all the mistakes and the ups and downs and all of that good stuff. But, y'all know me. I like it original. I don't like it with perfect pitch and all of that good stuff. So, anyway, let's get back to this. We're going to talk about contracts. But, we're not talking about work contracts, event contracts. No, we're talking... BDSM contracts. Should you have one? Who should have one? Who do you think should have one? That is the most important question. Do you think that these contracts are only for the dominant, or the master, or the dom, or the mistress? the mommy the daddy the caregiver or do you think that the submissive the little the middle the slave and mm that one right there that's a big one And we're going to talk about all that on this podcast tonight. What do you think should be in a dynamic contract? Do you think it just should be about hard limits and soft limits? Do you think that, I don't know health issues, finances, extracurriculars, skin. And I say skin because, hey, you have some people who bruise very easily or have such sensitive skin that they have reactions to certain things and can't handle certain things. What about temperatures? Do you think that that should be
1: included in it?
0: What about finance? You know, and I think I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't go into detail. What about finances? Like, Do you get to decide as the dominant what they can spend their money on, what they can't spend their money on? Who they can lend money to. If it's a live-in relationship. Who buys the groceries? Who pays for what? How often do we do this? And if both of us have cars. Who is responsible for the upkeep and the maintenance on the car? And I'm not going to get into adding children and pets and stuff like that. I'm just talking about the contract between consenting adults. Because when you start adding children and pets and all that other good stuff in there, that's a whole nother thing. And it works different for everybody as these contracts work differently for everybody. Do y'all put food allergies? Food dislikes? What about colors that somebody may dislike? What about sounds, movies, places? All this good stuff. You know? What about if you just wanted A play partner, but you all decided that you all were going to play until, I don't know. Should play partners have a contract between them? These are some really good questions to ask. Because when you start talking about contracts, you start talking in the sense of sometimes legalities. Some BDSM communities may have uh, an ethics board or some type of board that serves in that community in the contract capacity. You just really never know. How do you leave the contract? You know, do you just say you know what, you pissed me off on Tuesday and I'm still pissed this Tuesday so fuck it, I'm done are there clauses in the contract that says if X, Y, and Z happens this is what you can do is the contract even necessary think about that Because I've learned in the last few months, a lot of people use the contract, but a lot of people don't use the contract. And I will give you, of course, my opinions. (laughs) And if you go to my TikTok page, Central seductress69, there's a slide on TikTok, a slideshow on TikTok where I covered some of this stuff. I also covered it on my Facebook page and on my IG page. But I'm curious to hear from you and I did a little um, surveying and talking to people that I know that are in the community that are locally here with me and some that are not even in my area. We just have that bond where we can talk about this stuff. So let's start. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I woke up yesterday. I was a little bit congested. I've been back at work for about two weeks now. (laughs) So yeah, my sinuses are kicking my butt, but it's okay. That does not stop podcast or the education so first question would be is a contract needed some may say no some may say "Mm, i don't know i'll say yes for me a contract is needed so that both parties involved can see it in black and white print and discuss it in detail, no matter how long that takes. Because, see, a contract cannot be finalized in one or two days. I'm sorry. Somebody might disagree with me. I don't care how sure you are of yourself until you see these things written in black and white. It's a totally different thing. Have I ever used a contract? No. Will I use a contract in the future? I think I will. I think I will. And I'll go back to that later. But I think a contract is necessary so that both parties can be heard and understood. I think that a lot of times we depend on ear-to-ear conversation or face-to-face conversation, which that is me. I want to talk to you face-to-face, especially when it's serious. But sometimes when you're speaking, stuff can get misconstrued. Either by tone, either by verbiage. Either by mental capacity. And I know, I know, I know. I see these memes all the time. I am not responsible for how you took what I said. A lot of people don't like text. But sometimes text is the only way... That you can get everything that you need said out and open. Without interruption. Think about that. But the contract is not like a text. Because with the contract you have to go through it with a fine tooth comb. And you have to make sure that you are crossing your T's and dotting your I's and not missing a beat. Is there a such thing as a perfect contract? I don't think so because at some point we're trying to make sure that we cover everything, that we miss something. So we all know about hard limits and soft limits being in a contract. Everybody knows that. We all know that. Uh... You'll put butt plugs on a contract and they'll be like, a maybe. Okay, so then your next thing might be large, small, medium. They choose one. So we all know how to do that. But let's talk about this other stuff. Let's talk about the health of your partner. In your contract, you should have health questions. Do you have any health conditions? Be it mentally or physically. Because we need to know how to proceed. Are you on any medications? If so, what are they and what are they for? How many times a day do you take them? Oh, y'all didn't think that was important? Mm, shame on you. You need to know these things because when you play, and I'm just going to speak on play, when you play, depending on what's going on, the blood pressure can go up, blood pressure can go down, the blood sugar can go up, the blood sugar can go down. The mental state can change. They can seem just fine right now. But in the midst of the scene, it can blank out because something has gone haywire. And you need to know that. No, you're not a medical professional. Nobody's asking you to be a medical professional. But you need to know what's going on with the person that is entrusting you with them. And you're trusting yourself with them. See, my thing is, don't put it all on the dominant, on the D-type, or the mistress, or the the master, or the mommy, or the daddy. Don't put it all on them. The person on the other side of that slash has to be responsible, too. So, okay, we got that out the way. We got the meds out the way. We got the mental out the way. We got the physical out the way. Are you a free bleeder? What surgeries have you had? Oh, you don't think that's important? I think it is. Because people have different uh, things happen to them after a surgery or a procedure. Okay, food allergies candy allergies flowers what materials can you not meet next to some people may be allergic to latex that means if you're doing some type of medical scene you gotta find a different type of glove oh y'all didn't think of that we have got to start thinking outside of the box the basic shit will not carry you through Think about it. The next time you go to a new doctor and they say, well, we need you to show up 30 minutes to 45 minutes early to fill out this paperwork. Look at that paperwork and see how detailed they are. Now, they don't cover everything, but they try to get the majority of what they need to treat you and know something about you. So much so, when I went to my last doctor's appointment and I had to fill out some paperwork, they even asked about your sexuality and your pronouns. I was like, in my 47 years, I've never seen this until now. They show you how times have changed. Show you how times have changed. So yeah, you need to know. For health reasons, all that stuff. Even to the fact of Allergies. You may like to burn an incense. That person may be allergic to that certain scent. You may love a certain perfume or cologne, but something is in it that they can't deal with. You may love a certain body wash or bath bomb. They can't. You need to know all of it. And this goes for the D type and the s type yes the s type should ask questions because there'll come a time when s type wants to show the dominant person how much they appreciate them how much the little cares about their caregiver so they need to know as well i think the dominant person in the relationship should have a contract and i think the submissive person in a relationship should have a contact in telling the things that they require oh wait did y'all know communication should be in your contract people think that they can just give out communication tasks But what happens when you're dealing with a person who is not a big communicator and you are? You need to have that in writing. We will communicate via phone call, text message, email, or social media on this day, at this time, or how many times. Don't sit up and say, You need to send me a good morning text every Thursday. So that's the only time I'm supposed to hear from you. But then I'm a communicator and I want to hear from you daily. I want to know how your day went. I want to know if you're okay. These things need to be ironed out in detail. They have to be. Because should stuff start to go crazy or get mixed up you have this in black and white from both sides where this is a reference guide where one person was like okay I can do this and the other person was probably like I can try so the person who said they can try cannot be scolded because they didn't communicate as much as the person who said I can't. They said I will I can try. Which means they need to improve on. Some people are action people, some people are just word people. That's why this stuff has to be ironed out. Are you a smoker? What do you smoke? Are you a drinker? What do you drink? What don't you like? Because if it's a drinker and you know that you drink. And y'all go out. You can't order a whiskey sour and they tell you, I don't like dark liquor. The thought process was good. The execution, yeah, not so much. Mm -mm, Not so much. The contract is a CYA. It's a cover your ass. It's not meant to take the excitement out of the play or the dynamic. It's not meant to make everything boring or anything like that. It's a CYA to ensure that you don't cross boundaries that you shouldn't and they don't cross boundaries